I'm not in my normal spot. <laughs> yes, that is true. Great looking out for the uh, audio-only community out there. <laughs> I'm not in my normal spot. I need everybody to know that. And I am hoping that everything goes okay. There are so many variables that might make this show a little bit scuffed. But I am committed to putting an episode out, even though I am at the Alienware training facility, Utrecht, in the Netherlands. I'm I'm at I'm at, I'm at my Europe office. I've been here for a couple of days, and honestly, I think I think my setup at home is more attractive. This light that's on me, kind of making me too white. This 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 background behind me, this is just whatever. Look, yeah, jerseys. Jerseys are gross, weird. It's like mm. you're shilling for liquid or something. What uh, is this your first time in the Netherlands? It is my second time in the Netherlands. I spent 48 hours in Amsterdam once. Um. The last time I was in the Netherlands was actually I was in a hostel, and that is where I applied to work at Team Liquid, high on a space cake. I hope my mom isn't listening to this. Um, so, nice. so the next time I was in the Netherlands, um, that that job ended up working out. Uh, less space cakes, more work. I'm I, I am on a work trip, and I'm here with the Dota team. They're like on the other side of this wall, on the other side of that, on the other side of that wall. They're they're playing games right now. Their season starts again. How are you? Uh, how are you enjoying uh, seeing the Dota team in person? It's it's great. I mean, don't don't tell the others, but like you know, Aiden's really cool. Um. Yeah. He <laughs> Unfortunate. He's he's too cool, really. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna record a show with uh, with with Cap, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know, I I I used to listen to some of those." And I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> used to what used, happened used to he's like yeah you know sometimes it's just it's just like nice to have your friends like talking in your ears while you're doing other stuff and i'm like yeah they're, they're, you don't have to i mean you don't have to it's, it's fine if you if you don't listen aiden it's 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 cool i don't know he might walk by um it is what it is there's there's uh I, I i'm excited to be here do you know uh so so there's something that i don't understand about the netherlands uh no one has ice cubes there's like no ice cubes anywhere. Like all the water just has yeah, to be you like need ice cubes for for colder water, <laughs> or for sucking on. Yeah. Ellie does complain that uh, Americans overuse ice all the time in beverages. Interesting. Okay, uh, I'm also. What I've learned is that the Netherlands uh, has small sinks. All the sinks here, too small. They're very small. <laughs> Very small sinks. What, are your hands too big? I'm confused how a sink could be too small. I'm going to send you a picture of the sinks that I'm seeing. They're too small. Also, I don't quite understand this toilet situation that they have going on here. Like, okay. you, you poop, and then it just, like, <laughs> sits there. Like, 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 it's not, like, in any oh, you water. Got one of those, the, the, you got one of those shelf ones. Yeah, it's uh, for you to inspect afterwards. <laughs> but, like... If, if it's any <laughs> level of, like, sticky, you really need, like, a lot of water to push it through. Otherwise, it just kind of sits there, and you got to, like, flush a couple times. Something feels – I feel like they didn't do the bathroom thing right in the Netherlands. <laughs> but it's also, like, the idea of water closets is bullshit. And I don't, I don't know how – I know that a lot of people from fucking Europe listen to the show. But, like, the idea of water closets is bullshit. It's, it's, it's uncomfortably small. It's just a hot box for poopy smells. And there's, like – if you're someone who's even 
even like the lightest bit claustrophobic. There's like nowhere to like you know stretch out or, or extend a leg or like you're you're oftentimes sitting and fucking your nose is touching <laughs> hey, the Joey, door. Are you one of those people who needs to get like fully naked to go poop? I am is not. That, is that what the problem? Is that I, what the problem is here? I am not a fully naked poop person. Sometimes, sometimes, when I'm in the comfort of my own home, I can be a fully naked poop person. Uh, but not definitely not at the office. But I, I, I don't like all, all these bathrooms are so small that like you close the door and you can barely like turn around because there's like less than six inches between the the the, the front lip of the toilet and the door. Why? Get in, get out trying to limit the amount of time you're in there. You're not supposed to be there relaxing. You're at work right now. <laughs> I guess so I can go wash my hands. Have you heard about those thing? toilets that they're, that, that, uh, they're supposed to be like a decline or something like that. So it's uncomfortable to sit on them for long periods of time to incentivize people to get the fuck back to work. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like some dystopian level shit. <laughs> they're installed at all Amazon and Tesla buildings. <laughs> Uh yeah. So yeah. you 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 have oh my god! I just saw Matu. Wow. Uh, you you have any interesting stories from your limited time there? Uh, not. I, I'm hoping that when I get back, I will have more stories. Like there'll probably be an episode of me talking like an idiot for people who like those. Um, I, 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 I have boring stories. I flew out on a Thursday. I almost did not make my flight if i did not have tsa pre-check i would have missed my flight a hundred percent why what happened uh my flight was at my flight was at six i i left the house at three i experienced what go on I, i'm just failing to see like how the fuck could you have possibly missed your flight i experienced way more traffic than anticipated which is a thing as an angelino i should be more accustomed to right and i got to the airport um 25 minutes before the gate was going to close for my international what flight the... wait where it takes you two and it took you two and a half hours to get to your it... What? It took me an hour to get to Santa Monica, and then it took me over an hour to get to LAX. Oh. It, it, maybe, it, maybe I'm just privileged living in, in Glen. I've never experienced any level of that traffic going to the airport, ever. I I never have either, which is why I, I accompanied. I thought I took more than enough time to get there. And I'm someone who likes to get to the airport, like, less than an hour before their plane boards. Yeah. I get to the I get to the airport pretty like I I don't fuck around hanging out in the terminal like I I get to the airport then like the plane's boarding in five minutes so it's like cool I was efficient with my time, but uh so I get to, I get to the airport I get out of my Uber knowing that I have twenty five minutes till my plane is about to board and I'm like you know what, this is a little stressful but it's going to be okay, I have TSA pre-check, it's gonna be okay normally that's like ten minutes at most and then I have fifteen minutes to get to the to to the gate right. Um, I get through TSA pre-check. It's a little bit longer than normal. I have 15 minutes, like I anticipated to get to the gate, but then uh, the international terminal at La at LAX is under construction, and uh, I had what I think is the farthest away gate possible from security. So much so that there was a. Whoa! whoa, whoa. You did you have to go to the underground area? 
Are you talking about that? Where it's like you arrive at the international area and then you have to take a slight right and then another left and then you have to walk and walk and walk and walk. Yeah, it's it's terminal. There's actually like little the little shuttles. They have little little driver things, courtesy vehicles to help people get there because it's so far away. Yes, it is a uh, terminal. I hate that new part. It's terminal B for anybody who's curious, because uh, there's, there's A, B, and C right now in Tom Bradley, and I and I had a, and I had a B gate, and I started panicking because I read a sign that said twenty minute walk to gate, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> What? It's going to take me 20 minutes to walk to the gate? I have less than 15, so I decided that the only natural thing to do was to run. And I made it to the gate as they were just about to finish boarding. I probably had five minutes to spare. But I looked fucking disgusting Austin I look my Mm -hmm. mask that I was wearing was like there wasn't just a like like sweat marks on it there was like a pool of sweat at the bottom of my N95 (laughs) like like like, there's like a shot of sweat and and my face looks like I just got out of a a goddamn sauna because I don't I don't do a lot of running it's the worst kind of cardio and also I'm a little bit out of shape but I I could not miss this flight so uh I I I ran like 10 minutes through LAX um I dropped my backpack it was a disaster but I got on the plane I got here I successfully combated jet, jet lag uh we filmed a bunch of stuff with the Dota team uh, we filmed a bunch of stuff with the Dota team on s- Saturday, um, which is all going to be coming out around the Arlington Major and TI, which I'm super excited about. I got a new show that I was doing for SAP uh, that I think went pretty well. It's like uh, it's kind of like React content. I saw I saw a comment on uh, on the Reddit once that like you know no one really sits down with these players and like has them go through their old games, and I was like, cool bet. I'll just make that show. So we did. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to get zero viewers on it. And then that same person is going to make that same comment two years from now. Why doesn't anybody make this content? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking, <laughs> no, speaking... I hope I hope you do get viewers, but that, that, that is the, that is the, uh, that's how I feel about uh, Reddit sometimes is that it's like a lot of content. Dota content just doesn't get consumed. That's good. It's a fruitless job. Uh, if you're someone who is a fan of, say, Team Liquid or Cap or Dota adjacent content or D and D, and you want to talk about content that like isn't, you know, canonically getting viewed a lot, uh, this week is is part five and the final part six of of our first attempt at uh, doing a D and D campaign, which you participated in. With Moxie. I did. And Asa. I did, yeah. A- Asa. Asa. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have to edit that now. Um, I'm tired. Asa, Asa Cap, Moxie, uh, BSJ, and Insania all, all did a, a D&D campaign that I – okay, I'm biased. I'm biased. I helped make this yeah. thing. I think it's a really good end product that's produced pretty well. There's a lot of nice animations in it. The animation is very good. Uh, it's it's a little sad. Uh, yeah, I'm looking over the view count right now. 1K for most of the videos. 6K for the first one. But um, yeah, it doesn't really seem like uh, it really latched on anywhere. 
But I, the animation, it's a shame because the animation, I think, is very, very well done. Um, I think the the D&D stuff was okay. I think I think we did an all right job. I thought we were entertaining enough. Uh, but, yeah, I think the animation was, was really, really good. But, yeah, we had Asa on. I actually had a, a small funny story. I went to um, – at the at the major, I went to – it was Blitz's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liquid bombed out. But, and but you went Blitz to get did pasta. have a birthday there. Yeah. Pasta. Wait, what? Was pasta? I. I. Sorry. No. I. Okay. Never mind. No. Okay. What? No. I thought I was gonna Wait. butt into part of the story, but that's okay. No, we went to do karaoke. Mm. Yeah, Blitz uh, had a, a, a large birthday group, uh, and he asked for me to come out. So after I was done, I think Friday night um, at the major, after we recorded our show and everything, um, I went and caught up with them at the karaoke bar. Cause to be honest, I didn't really want to do it, but it was Blitz's birthday. So I felt uh, compelled to do it for my, for my very good friend. And, um, and yeah, so I, 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 I go there and uh, I'm the first one there, which I'll, which may be a little bit irritating because I was there later than we, originally agreed upon uh and i dropped out of that red bull show to to get there uh and and so i show up there and then three people show up uh five minutes later we're like a total group of like 15 or something like that we've we've gotten two different karaoke rooms and the um and the, the the next three people we go in it's, it's cold outside and we go to see if we can get like get started and like get in one mm-hmm. of the rooms and i should tell them the reservation and stuff like that and the uh the uh bouncers out front of this karaoke bar uh they would not let uh all of us in because of uh because some of us were wearing sweatpants what <laughs> yes exactly this is a karaoke bar is this, this like is what the fuck they business? have a dress code this is business yes. karaoke yes i guess so uh, i mean this is i guess is a, a nicer karaoke bar i didn't really notice i mean it was nice i guess but it, it didn't really strike me as something incredible but yes there was a dress code for this karaoke bar and we've got a group of like 15 gamers you know like what are the chances that, that a couple of them are going to be wearing sweatpants probably pretty high and uh and so we're talking about that and like the one guy's like ah oh, fuck maybe i'm just not going to be able to get in i messaged the rest of the group i'm just like hey letting you guys know there's apparently a dress code and people and people are like wait what there's a dress code like ah i'm wearing like slippers and you know, like shit like that and and we're sitting there and i'm like oh man that kind of sucks we're not going to be able to get in uh but we're just going to wait until everyone's there they want us to wait until our full group is there before they let us in and i'm sitting there and i'm going like wait a minute we have a fucking movie star in our group. Like, what the fuck? They're not going to say no to us. Like, yeah, they're going to see fucking 15 of us. And then we're going to put how uh, the fucking movie star is going to walk forward and say, like, hey, can we get our karaoke room? And I'm pretty sure we're going to be fine. And sure enough, that's that's kind of what happened. Our full group got there and they let everybody in. So, <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so that was the first time I realized, like, wait a minute. There's, there's this person who's like legitimately famous here. Like, why, why am I worried about a dress code of everybody? That's really funny. What, what was your karaoke song? What is my karaoke song? Mm-hmm. I don't really have a specific karaoke song. I'm, I think I'm pretty good with karaoke. I'm relatively confident. I sing, I sing loud. I get into the, the mood. Uh, so it's like Avril Lavigne. Uh, 
Yeah, sure. I'll sing what I'll sing whatever as long as I know the lyrics to it. I'll sing it. You know, they they would bring some stuff up that I definitely didn't know. Uh, I'm I'm also the kind of person who's like wants to help people. So if like somebody pulls out a song and nobody else knows it, I'll try it and help even if I don't know it either. But wow. you know, that's because that's you know it's just one of those things. Karaoke's only fun if you're like getting into it. You know. A true karaoke support. Yeah. Karaoke's only fun yeah. if I've had at least five drinks. Oh, I don't drink at all for it. So. I know. I, 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 I carry. Mm. You just got to jump right in there. And then I did karaoke again at the, uh, the after party of the Stockholm Major, which uh, may or may not be where I got COVID because I got COVID again when I came back. So that's fun. Dude, this was such a bummer for me. Let's, you know, okay, I, I understand that you got COVID again. And we can talk about, you know, oh, man, that sucks. But, like, I was I was fucking trying to hire you to go a goddamn job. And you got to come back to America and be like, sorry, Joey, I can't work for you. I have COVID. <laughs> really inconvenient. Were you not thinking about me? I was thinking about you. That's why I specifically went and got a test to make sure that I did indeed have COVID. You know, I was thinking about you. But yeah, that, you. That, that sucked. I was looking forward to doing that show. But then you did the show anyway. And uh, I only caught like literally the last like two minutes of it. Like It was like you guys finished up the last streamer and then thanked production. And yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I'm here late. <laughs> the best part, uh, the worst part about that, and don't show this to anybody with liquid, is that... um. For some reason, they didn't agree to give me the same rate we were going to give you. How fucked up Boo. is that, right? Boo. <laughs> uh, Ruining the talent industry. I know. Uh, we, we, we did a live show. Um, and and I'll, I'll share it with everybody later on Twitter. But basically, we, uh, we uh, raided people's streams and then ambushed them with a game show. Like in their chat, we're like, you're live. Do you want to play our game show? If you go to the bathroom and unroll a roll of toilet paper on your camera in the next 60 seconds, we'll donate $100. And then we did that for a couple hours. And honestly, kind of fun. Do you think it was uh, good content? Because, like, I, I was always – because that's live content, right? So I'm always worried about, like, if you did that to, say, on my stream and I'm playing Dota, I would not notice you for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you would have been – you so shit out of luck did you have did you have any of those moments where like somebody just wasn't watching or somebody wasn't receptive at all everybody who registered for the show gave consent to be on the oh, show you have to register okay that makes more sense yes uh i think it's more fun to ambush people it can be like a little bit more magical but for this because we needed to like have broadcast rights for people because you're not supposed to restream people's streams without their consent on twitch right so I needed to right. make sure that I had that I had consent to restream their stream uh, on mine. So everybody was kind of like waiting for us a little bit. So that that made also that it's part kind easier. of BM if you went to random people's stream because aren't you representing like uh, Coinbase or something? Mm -hmm. It's like one of those things where like corporation donates money on big streamers, you know, like and it, 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 it's basically just become some ad for them. So, are, that's are, hold on. Are you saying my it. show was an ad for Coinbase? <laughs> Shit. No, I mean, ah. wait. You haven't you haven't seen any of those? Uh, some of those, some of these like uh, peripheral companies or something. They'll they'll donate to like big streamers. You know, like 
They'll donate like 500 subs. HyperX donates 500 subs to like some streamer. And obviously like the views that they get for that money that they spend is like super worth for them, right? And it's kind of shitty because they're basically just like, <laughs> they're advertising through that streamer without their like kind of consent in a weird way. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. World's fucked. Anywho, um, I'm sorry. How how was your second COVID? Uh, second COVID was was fine. It was it was uh way more minor than the uh the first round. But yes, a no lot bathtubs. Of got, a lot of people got COVID at that fucking event. It was a fucking super spreader event, is from what I gather. Aiden got COVID. He was telling me about it. <sighs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I might have gotten it from him. I sat with him and his family <laughs> when I was trying to convince him to come on to my fucking show. I, I fucking went and, and sat with his whole family and met everybody and stuff like that. So I may have gotten it from him. But, real, real bummer. Yeah. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to come because I thought I had COVID again also. And, I, and before I left, I took four different COVID tests. Um, <laughs> and they all came back negative. And I still didn't feel great because, like, I was 48 hours removed from, like, having a fever and I took an international flight. But I felt fine when I flew. But I think that I'm just more cognizant of being sick around other people and, like, have more yeah. empathy towards that. Um, but I'm happy I haven't had COVID yet. I th I'm still on my, my natural my natural booster. Um, enough. Yeah, you, you know how long how long it's been since I I got COVID the first time, six months. You believe that? Fucking, it was like the fucking timer went off. You know, really? it's like the antibodies were like, mm, ah, six months is over. Time for your COVID. I thought I thought <laughs> it was the fuck. I thought it was TI though, right? So wasn't it like I guess that was early November, yeah? That was October. Yeah, that was that was uh, October, mid October. And then I also got a booster in December. <laughs> Dude. I got really fucked. My immune system sucks, man. So are we just are we just gonna be living with everybody getting COVID once a year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, some some version of that. Yes, I, I assume this is gonna be going around for a while, kind of like the flu. So probably just gonna have to get regular boosters for it, stuff like that. I'll be excited if they can mix the flu shot and the COVID shot into one that I can take yearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be nice. That's what else we got? Uh, oh, TI was announced. We'd probably talk about that. Oh, shit. We're doing a Dota show. It's been 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to speed things along because we, we missed two weeks of content. So I know. It's my fault. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> we're both sick. What? <laughs> so I'm excited about singapore i think we touched on that before but now we know for sure like the dates and the format and can you can you go over that all right so uh here's how it breaks down there is a last chance qualifier um that people and myself were pretty excited about um and they are putting that into ti um which i was a little bit surprised i thought it was going to be a separate tournament um, considering the number of teams. Um, I thought they were just going to make it like a small LAN event sort of thing, but they're actually rolling it into TI, so it's going to be in Singapore. So it starts with the last chance qualifier, 8th through 12th. Uh, and then there is a two-day break, uh, and then we began the group stages for TI, uh, which is 20 teams. 
And then uh, that goes on till the 18th, and we have a break day on the 19th. And then playoffs begins, and playoffs starts in a uh, stadium thing called SunTech Singapore. Um, but it's not like the actual stadium that the finals are going to be in. It's uh, like a convention center sort of thing looks like or something like that. So um, that is going to go on for four days of playoffs. And then we have uh, a few more days of a break midway through the playoffs. And this is the the biggest change. Five. It's like the last chance qualifier being added in. Yeah, five days. 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. So, uh, or 28th, rather. So, five-day break in the middle of playoffs, and then we play the final two days, the grand finals of TI, uh, which is the final two days, which I was going to look this up earlier, and then I forgot to. I think it's something like six teams on the final two days. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly, but... Yeah, um, and that will be in the big, big stadium, the Singapore Indoor Stadium, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, the 29th and 30th. So having a break during the playoffs is the biggest change, both for attendees as well as for the actual players. Because it used to be TI was a festival, week-long festival that people could basically go to and hop in and out of. Um, it's a long, exhausting, like, it's a it's a bit of a gruel if you actually do go there to watch, to watch all, all the, the games. games. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's why Seattle was always so nice, because there was a nice area around the key arena um, where you didn't feel compelled to watch every single game. There was the outside viewing area and the grass that you could go out there and get some sun in the middle of the day, um, go get some food, watch it outdoors. Um, so that was always nice, and that was kind of always what TI was, was this week-long um, deal. And that's why the opening of TI was usually, like, relatively... There wasn't a whole lot of viewers for that, because most people are only going to show up for the final three days or so. Um, but this time around... They are separating the the actual finals in a stadium only two days. So you can expect at least a packed house for the finals, particularly in Southeast Asia. Um, but I do wonder what attendance is going to be like for those going to the conference the area uh, the previous week because I don't know how many people really want to stay there for two weeks to watch all of the playoffs of TI. That sounds a bit unreasonable. Can I do the thing that I'm really good at and bring this back to talking about myself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How does this affect you, Joey? Thank you so much, Austin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I have full intent on going to TI this year. Um, yeah. For, for, for work reasons. There's a five-day break in the middle of playoffs. Even if I'm just going for playoffs, like, me and the people I'll be going with just need to, like, hang out in Singapore for five days and do what? I mean, so so one hand, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I might just have, like, a vacation in Singapore for five days with not much else to do. Like, that's kind of cool, right? But also, like, that's hard to justify, like, a spend for from a 
company or anything else. Like, that's people who, if it was just seven days straight, the whole event's going on, you're working the whole time, what have you. If it's four days, then five days off, then two more days, then that's, it's almost two weeks of just being there, which is just way more expensive, especially in a place like Singapore. So, like, I'm, I'm interested in how this affects, like, just the general vibe of TI, because TI has always been, like, as much of a convention for, like, the staff and the teams and everybody else that it is for the audience, right? It's it, it's a group of people yeah. who are all in the same place for a week consistently. But now, like, take it, like, teams, there's going to be how many teams in the last couple of days? So there's probably not going to be a bunch of teams that are, like, in the arena for those last couple of days. Talent, mm -hmm. probably. Like, I'm so interested in what your situation is going to be like or the general talent situation. Like, are they going to be hiring completely different groups of people for each of the four different stages? And do you just go the fuck home when you're done? And does that mean that, like, a bunch of people who, you know, work in the space who want to be there for the grand finals will either need to finance themselves to be there or, like, go home? You know what's super interesting is that with the current TI format – um, there are one, two, three, four, five, five teams that play on the second to last day because the lower bracket matches, one of them happens. Uh, so this year, one of, one of the lower bracket round four. So this would be like pro top, uh, top six going into top four. One of those matches happens on the 15th, happened on the 15th, and the other match happened on the 16th, which is the second to last day. So now they it does make do that. that whole situation. They they, that. There's no way they can't do that, right? So now you're either choosing that you're only going to have four teams in the grand finals, and they're gonna, or they're going to include both of those teams, and we're going to have six. I think that's how the numbers end up breaking down. So... Uh, so, yeah, that's just a little interesting wrinkle that I just found out there. But, yeah, four or six teams that are going to be in the the grand finals at the stadium where everybody wants to be able to see them, which is uh, kind of weird. It is uh, also very weird for, I would say, your guys' situation where, uh, like, all teams, right, They their their team qualifies for TI and stuff like that, but they, uh, they're going to go for that first bit. And then, then if their team gets knocked out, there's – nothing to do uh for the grand final do we pre-book so hotels to stay there right yeah. like like do i need to book a hotel for the whole time even though like we might not be there like yeah what are the chances you get like being one of the top six teams at a ti and maybe let's say maybe it's less maybe it's top four like what the chance of being a top four team at ti i feel like is is slim for any team really That's like true. you can't guarantee that for anybody i'm confident okay let's just <laughs> let's just let's start there yeah were you confident about stockholm major <laughs> yeah but like that's in the past okay yeah sure sure it's in sure. the past it's in the past it's, it's in the, the recent past but it's in the past <laughs> they're gonna they're, they're gonna win this dpc season yeah all right uh, I can dig it. Uh, the talent situation is going to be super weird um, because this goes from the 8th to the 30th. What are the chances that Valve is hiring talent 
to be there from the basically the beginning of October for a full month, right? Because you're not getting in the eighth; you're probably getting in the fifth or sixth. That is so, so expensive. Yes, in again in Singapore. So, what are the chances that they're hiring all the talent to be there for the full time? I highly doubt it. That might, but at the same time, even though this goes on for a full month almost, the break days are very few. So, uh, the the biggest break day is just the difference between playoffs and the finals in the stadium. But if you're hiring talent for the playoffs, and say you don't need them for the stadium. In my opinion, uh, it'd be kind of fucked up to, to be like, okay, goodbye, go home now. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like um, in some way, it's it's a lot to ask, but I feel like in some way, if you hire them for the playoffs, you should extend at least like hotel and a VIP pass to the actual stadium, you know? Um, but that's where the biggest break comes in, which is also where the most amount of money could be saved in hiring specific talent. Like if you only want specific talent for the, the stadium event, then what do you do with the guys that you're not hiring for that? That and, yeah, That's seven days, right? Like that's seven days of needing to buy that talent a hotel. That's yeah. just, just, just conservatively say $1,500. Yeah, and then um, also, like, uh, is the talent at the start of the show going to be the same as the end of the show? Um, which I also kind of doubt. I feel like um, I wouldn't be surprised if this was how I would do things if I was Valve. I'd look at how there's so many days here, broadcast days for the this TI, that I would try and get different. I would go, I would amp up, basically, the talent um, where I would hire kind of like the tier two talent for the last chance qualifier and maybe some of groups. And then I would bring in the tier one talent for groups, playoffs and stadium day. That's how I would split it. Mm -hmm. um, but again, do you give the, the, let's say you did what I have in mind. Say you hire the tier two talent for your last chance qualifier feel like it's a little unreasonable to be like okay now pay pay for them to stay there the rest of the, the month so they can go to ti yeah i feel like that's a, maybe a little bit too much of a stretch i i'm so curious how they're gonna do it because like not only from a business perspective like we're talking about the business perspective but there's also the social element like i want to go see my friends in singapore at ti mm -hmm. And I am now worried that a lot of people just won't be there because the only people they're going to keep, keep around is like the 10 people who are working the last two days. Yeah. And this conceivably, if they do split up the talent uh, in that regard, also cuts down the number of days um, that talent are getting hired for, for TI, which may affect um, our rate for TI, which is uh, another bit of a sticking point. Um, you know, TI represents much like for players where it represents a very large percentage, not nearly the same for talent, but TI effectively does take up like three months of the year, right? Mm -hmm. There's like no other events that happen leading up to TI, TI itself and the fallout from TI. 
So, and effectively, it represents a large percentage where you just cannot get a job. And so getting hired for TI is important. And getting paid, obviously, <laughs> to represent the, you know, the, the loss of, of any other kind of work because TI is the only event in town, um, you know, that, that's also important. So, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that that's people's bottom people's yearly bottom lines could potentially be affected based on how things are broken out. Yeah. For a lot of talent, TI represents anywhere between let's say twenty to fifty percent of their yearly income. Yeah, that's it's scary. a lot. Yeah. So and I think missing out on that uh could effectively change someone's decision or their career path effectively of like whether or not they try and keep it going. So interesting, uh, interesting times. I'm definitely looking forward to, to what's going to be happening for that. I personally hope that they, obviously I hope they hire the same talent for the start to the finish. Cause I was very hyped for the last chance qualifier. I really want to be able to, to cover that. Cause I think that is, I always liked the wild cards. Um, that was like where I got started as a commentator was like, I got hired for TI. I got to cast group stage matches. I got to cast, um some of those those some of those wild card matches and so um i i think they're super exciting and in many in very often uh the at least one team that does well in those situations goes on and gets like a lot of momentum and does very well at ti and it you know creates those cinderella runs like cdc second at ti5 right started in the wild cards I'm also, you know, you're talking about like teams and regions and Cinderella stories, right? I'm interested in what could be a potential bummer if you only have four teams the last two days in this arena. None of them are C teams. Like, I feel like the benefit of some of the old, uh, you know, way that you did TI was that like everybody always had a representative in the arena, right? And that just won't be the case. That won't be the case. I would only be worried. I'm not worried about that for Southeast Asia. No, I'm not worried about that in the slightest for Southeast Asia. Um, not because I think that the, we're guaranteed teams in top four or top six from C, uh, though I think pretty good chance. But it's more so that I think Southeast Asia, I think it's just incredibly uh, fanatic of a fan base for Dota. And I, I, like, I've been in there enough times. I've seen enough of the fans. They don't give a shit. You know, like, obviously, they want to be able to have a good C team. But if there's fucking secret there, they're going to be, you know, super excited to see secret. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I would be worried, but if they, they keep this format for future TIs, almost anywhere else, I think that is a problem. You go anywhere in Europe, anywhere in China, China, holy shit. <laughs> like, that arena could be real empty, you know. Um, you know, Eastern Europe, yeah. In any other place, I think you're going to have a hard time. And I don't know what South America viewership would be like for Dota in a stadium. But Do you have any inkling as to why they decided to have this format change? Oh, I have no clue. I know there's a Justin Bieber concert going on. I think um, <laughs> during the break days. I don't know. Maybe they just like couldn't find a spot. I kind of doubt it. I have to assume it has to do something with them wanting to scale down TI in some way um, that they want to just, you know, squeeze it into just two days and have this super hype event and, um, 
this is the beginning of, of them scaling it down in that regard? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't even have a good hypothesis. Like, even, even that feels like a like a decent hypothesis, but I've, I've been thinking, I don't really have a good reason as to why they wanted to do this. I assume it's like a business choice, but I can't put my finger on one or the other. So that's kind of what I'm curious about. I'm curious about the talent situation. I'm curious about how people are going to stay there for so long. I'm curious if Liquid's going to pay for me to be there for like two weeks or three weeks. Um, and, and I'm curious why and how this reflects in, in later TIs. That being said, big picture, super hype, super hype about Singapore. For for the C fans, for myself personally, I've always wanted to go there. And like I, I also think the last chance qualifiers are going to be like a thing that is here to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I think another note for the talent thing. Uh, I personally think it's it's um, important to be able to have um, voices building it from the start to the finish. That makes any sense, you know? Like uh, you want the 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 people who are building your storylines to be the storytellers from start to finish. I don't think you want to necessarily change that too much, but mm-hmm. then that, that's my perspective on it. I also said that I would change the talent if I was Valve because I know that's what the community would like, right? The community wants to be able to see their people. Well, this is a chance to be able to like get everybody's people to show up at a quote-unquote TI um, and just have them you know, only cast the very first part. I mean, they've always done that, right? They've always hired people for like just groups, and then they, there are people who don't work playoffs at all. So this is just a, another extension of that in some ways. Um, there's another thing. Oh yeah. The, the teams themselves, right? Like that whole break, those break days are going to be super interesting. Uh, I hope there's going to be a lot of content recorded during those periods of time. Um, with teams who are like trying to play, like if there's a team, I just imagine if there's fucking players who are going to be in that top six, what have you, they're going to be like, fuck you i'm not recording anything i gotta go play for oh a i don't think their dollars. organization could get but i think valve could force them to 100 percent. valve could force them to they force them to do, to do content for ti itself so I, I i think valve i hope valve forces those teams to record some extra content for the stadium days um because it is a really interesting perspective of like you go from this intense groups into playoffs and then you have this like weird break where you just get to prepare for all of the teams that are left because it's only top six or top four. You know, there that means you can get a very intimate uh, view into every single one of the teams that are left at TI, and the meta could change as a result of that. I think there are some teams that are going to be more favored uh, if they make it into the break day, and some teams that you know, like, can you still have? spirit win a ti with this kind of format because someone has time to analyze them i feel like you're that that spirit would not win in this situation because someone goes i feel like the outcome is very different i i mean i i just think that like um the way teams win ti period is very specific to a format i think you change formats i think you change the outcome um, and I think that any time, if you have a break like this, killing momentum, giving time for other teams to prepare, I, I think all of that leads to less lower bracket fairy tale runs. That is my read on the situation. Maybe I'm wrong, but 
I'm I'm pretty sold on that theory. It probably favors teams with more infrastructure too, because what do you do with those five days when you have more money, like in analysts, in people who can do research for you, in people who can find practice partners? Like, I imagine that that the infrastructure potentially helps too. Also, like, who are you scrimming for those five days? Yeah, like there's probably going to be players and teams who stick around because TI after party, you know, you want to start setting up your new team. But are those teams really together anymore? After they're like TI is a team killer, you know, like once you bomb out, once you do, you go and place less than you wanted to, less than you expected to, I, I think it kills most teams. And so is that team really together? Are they really a good scrim partner for you in that case? I mean, you'll try, but <laughs> it's very weird. Obviously, you're not going to play against any of the teams still in the tournament. The, the teams have been pretty adamant about not doing that. Um, I know that, like, Secret had uh, a big thing about just not scrimming, not scrimming teams and just, you know, figuring it out as they go through. Um, because you don't necessarily want to be showing what kind of team you are right before you play these guys. So yeah. it's uh, it's interesting, for sure. There's a, a lot of big question marks, but biggest thing I want out of it is content. Content, content, content. I want to get more content uh, on the teams and this their process of preparing for the stadium days and and uh what's going through their heads i mean because effectively like if you're placing if you've already placed top six you've already made pretty life-changing amount of money uh and it's only gonna go up from there so it's a good retrospect uh to, you know like go back through like okay take a moment breathe you've already guaranteed yourself i mean if you're talking to an upper bracket team you've guaranteed yourself top three you know that that's a successful year already you know that's a interesting perspective to get in there so it could make for a really cool true side <laughs> yeah because really presume- good true side opportunities yeah really good matchup interviews as well because you can literally talk to them about every single team that's left ti aside what else you got for me cap uh, that same announcement of the TI dates and everything came with a small little add-in at the end that we are going to get a patch, a gameplay patch, and I presume a battle pass. I'm guessing we're going to get a battle pass, but maybe it's still too early. Um, it might be too early. Days. I, I think if they... June 8th. My theory is that if they want to push to have ti continue to have a larger prize pool this year they will release it on june 8th because they will need the extra time Mm. and if they don't personally then then it's going to be the year where the prize pool is smaller yeah i personally want um it to be released as soon as possible because um i i got a chance to talk to somebody at the stockholm major and i and i felt this way but uh this is just one of those like anecdotes that kind of like um, further cemented my my theory. I feel like Aghanim's Labyrinth is an amazing way to introduce people to Dota. People who have watched Dota and are caught up in the insecurity of like, this game's really intense, it's really complex, 
I don't want to go into a game and get yelled at by people because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, all that anxiety that comes with uh, playing Dota, you get away from all of that, and you familiarize them with the game and the, the heroes really well with Aghanim's Labyrinth. I think Aghanim's Labyrinth is an amazing addition to Dota, and I just wish it was there more often so that you could keep getting... You're not going to get very many new people, but you are going to get a few. And there, I actually did meet someone at the Stockholm Major who was like, yeah, I'm a new Dota fan. He started playing in like 2019, 2020, or something like that. I was like, what? And you're like, Dota fan? <laughs> how did and he that got happen? In because of Aghanim, he got in because of Aghanim's Labyrinth. That's how he got in. So, yeah. So I, I hope the Battle Pass is released just because I think... That hopefully will come with Aghanim's Labyrinth, and I like playing it, but I also think it's it's good for Dota uh, through and through. Well, I just want to play Aghanim's Labyrinth. <laughs> for selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One more side note about TI. The break, also in a way... Uh, not like one to one, but in some ways it does emulate the DPC. Remember, my biggest complaint about the DPC was like, okay, these breaks, you're the teams that are able to qualify for TI mm -hmm. are playing in a format that is not representative of TI, right? right? DPC is slow matches once a week. You get a huge amount of time to over prepare for a team, a single team. Um, and then you go into TI, and it's like back-to-back -back matches. You, you need to be ready to just play Dota all the time. Um, and in a way, they're obviously slowing down TI by changing this format, uh, which does emulate the DPC format change a bit. Not like there's still going to be intense days where you have to play a bunch of matches in groups, and then you have to go playoffs, potentially play two matches in a day. Um, but... There is at least uh, that big break day, so that is that is kind of interesting. So it does uh, it, it does in general just um, create a change of how to play Dota professionally, which I think leaves opportunities for more uh, newer players, I guess, to to be able to get in. If that makes any sense. That that tracks for me. That tracks for me. Um, do you want to shift on over to rounding this out with a Patreon question? Because I have one last train I could possibly catch, and it's in 25 minutes. Otherwise, I have to walk home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we can close it out now. Uh, okay, our final question. You didn't include a name for this, Joey. I fucked up the copy-paste. <laughs> I fucked it up. It's my fault. All right. Who, whoever's question this is, Joey deeply apologizes for leaving your name off. Thank you for supporting the Patreon. Uh, what's your opinion on casters, analysts, swearing, and big events? Everything else about the production seems on par with physical sports, but swearing feels jarring to me. What's your take on it first, Joey? Um, I like it that 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 that's the short answer the short answer is i like it because i feel like with our medium we do we should not be parroting sports one-to-one -one. and one of the benefits of not being on network broadcast television is that sometimes if we want to say fuck 
because it's good for the scenario, then we can and should. I think that it is fine to use it as long as it is like uh, protected and not overused. I don't want to tune into a professional broadcast where you're going, ah, fuck this guy and this guy's an idiot and what a shithead and this is a this is a dumbass item build. I think that is that is bad for like just broadcasting in general, right? Like I think that's I think that's bad broadcasting. But I think every now and then if the moment calls for it, the cast calls for it, the panel calls for it, where like one slips by and it's a hype moment and it's not gratuitous, then it only raises my excitement of, uh, as a fan. Because sometimes you get to use those languages, those cusses, to elevate. Because it is special, mm -hmm. right? That's my opinion. Ding, 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 motherfucker. That's a, that's a great line from LD that I think um, is a great example of it elevating the, the broadcast. Um, because it was a hype moment and his language reflected the excitement of what was going on. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that, um, the biggest thing is that you want, what's more important for esports, and it's reflective of like the streaming that is surrounding, um, esports since it's on the same site is the mm -hmm. fact that like everything needs to be more natural. You need everybody to actually be acting the way that they would. Mm -hmm. And obviously curtailing your language is just a step of being, of like taking away from how you would actually act, right? Um, and I think that that um, authenticity that is brought to, to esports does come with obviously rougher language. Um, you know, you still obviously do cut back and you're not, as fluent uh, fluid with your language and you don't just drop fuck bombs everywhere like I usually do um, when you get onto the mic but um, Valve has a similar um, philosophy I believe where they, they have basically said like we, we've kind of asked them I think almost every year in fact I, I almost tune out now when the question comes around hey what about swearing they always say pretty much like hey you know like swearing you know don't be dropping uh, F bombs everywhere uh, but we want you guys to do what is natural for you. And I think um, that's a pretty good shout-out to Valve of recognizing the natural and authentic feel that esports brings and trying to, um, trying to nurture that as much as possible. Because if they don't say something like that, then everyone's naturally going to curtail their language without, like, Valve saying anything, right? Because in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I don't want Valve to get mad at me, right? So you don't, you don't start drawing. Like I used to, I would never say fuck on a broadcast previously. Um, that's not even TI broadcast. Like when I was just starting, I just wouldn't do it because I thought it wasn't like very. Um, I thought it, it wasn't very fitting. Yeah, I thought it was a little over the top. Um, that I just like should get around that as much as possible. And then I stopped working for a company, and then I became a freelancer, and I became very pretty successful and got hired to a lot of events and i realized that i could kind of like say what i want to say and you know somebody has uh, nobody's ever had a problem with it i've never had a single tournament organizer ever come up to me about like my language if i've ever sworn in a broadcast so 
I think it only works when everybody is like on the same wavelength about it, though, because it's, yeah. you know it it, it it gets to continue to be like special, even though it's not the best word to describe it, because no one is overusing it. As soon as one person does, then it becomes noticeable, and then it also becomes like less impactful. So it, it it's like it's like a collective thing to protect. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Matu's just Matu, that goddamn beard. <laughs> He needs to cut that beer. I'll go tell him you said he that. Needs to stop. Uh, I I already told him at Stockholm. What did he tell you? I don't remember. I, I he know he knows he knows. He, like I, it's one of those things where he's grown it out and he knows it's it's not the best looking and he he I think he he just doesn't give a fuck. He's which I appreciate that amount, Matu. And I, I love that that he really just doesn't give a fuck about a lot of things. So very you know, cool guy in that regard. One of the pieces of content they recorded for us on Saturday was so fucking good. And he tipped his hat because, like, if he cares a little bit about something or, like, if he's actually, like, invested in doing it, he'll make it good. And he's just pretending. He's just pretending to, like, be a slouch and hate it. He, he He's playing the mental game. And now I know. I'm onto his tricks. I'm onto you, Matu. Um, I'm going to wrap out the show because the aforementioned I have to catch a train. I want to give a yeah. light production note onto the show that this episode is almost certainly more scuffed than normal because I am recording it not at home and I'm realizing I didn't take any of my templates, any of my the stuff I would normally edit it with to make it normalized uh, with me. So I'm going to do the best I can, but it is going to look abnormal on YouTube and it's probably going to sound a little bit worse on Spotify. If you realize that and you've got this far, sorry. Also, uh, additional programming note, I'm on vacation for like two weeks, and I am going to try and thoroughly, truly, actually unplug, like from everything. Lazy. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we're on summer vacation. <laughs> And if and if you cannot help yourself to more content from Cap because you're like I need this man in my life I have to hear his voice, it's just it's it, twitch.tv slash capcast. You should go hang out with him there. Um, should I have? Should, maybe I should do an episode. Should I do an episode? Can I do an episode and record it with somebody else and then send it to you? Uh, upload. Yes. Podcast? Yeah. If you okay. if you manage to make that work, don't don't make an empty promise now because this is going to go on the episode. People are going to hear this. No, I'll so do like, it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, okay. So my my end note to the show is I didn't get hired for shit for this third season. So I you won't see me in any DPC podcast. Uh, so it does mean I'm going to be streaming more. So please come watch my stream because I've literally got fuck all else to do. I'm literally going to do some charity work because I like I just feel like I should do something productive. That's why you asked me time. about that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go help the tree people. I think is the tree, uh, the charity organization that I settled on. So that, cause I'm, I have like fucking six or seven weeks and more likely like nine weeks of free time. So I've got to do something productive. So please come watch my stream and, uh, yeah, I'll record an episode of the podcast. Don't worry. I got you guys. Cool. Uh, please talk to me about that before you do it. I can help you with the settings. I will see you all in like three weeks. I'm going to be on a fucking island in Greece. Uh, and I'm going to throw my phone in the ocean. Bye.